Welcome to Lucky Episode 13 of the Dealers Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and we are going to kick off Lucky Episode 13 a little differently this time. We're going to hear from some other people, so here we go. You're not educated and executing in the new digital world. You're basically irrelevant. Guys like us can be like, you're dead, you're dead. And then you can be like, oh, it's 2019, I'm not dead yet. Until you're dead in 2022. And that doesn't feel any better. I mean, here we are, you know, a good 20 years into the internet phase, and I'm still taken back by the percentage of marketing budgets that dealers continue to spend in, in conventional media. So some of these are newer opportunities, some are old existing opportunities, but the point is making money today is a game of inches. Finding there's a lot of dealerships, whether it's your dealership's digital marketing that you're uploading this stuff to YouTube or you're uploading this to social media, you're uploading the content, whether you're the dealership or your individual salesperson or the internet director or digital marketing manager, you're not optimizing the content. You need to do something. The option of just leaving it there doesn't make sense to me. You can't sell something to nobody. You need an audience. If you start making content and showing your expertise and passion and kindness and quirkiness and other passions, you will become unstoppable. If you do not put in that work, you will lose. So how's that for a fire hose? We had, um, if you didn't recognize the voices, the first clip was from an in-person meetup I had with Gary Vaynerchuk, founder and CEO of VaynerMedia. Second clip was from CBT News interview of Jim Fitzpatrick, interviewed Dale Pollack. That's Dale talking about marketing spends, which you don't hear him talk a lot about actually, so I was pretty interested when I found that. The third clip was from Sean V. Bradley, founder and CEO of Dealer Synergy, talking about content and where it goes and what you do with it. And finally, we closed it up, little bookend of Gary Vaynerchuk on the back end, talking about content creation in general. And if you're not doing good content creation that you can be passionate about and doing it well, then you will lose. Little different flavor today. Unlucky episode 13. And the point that I want to talk about today is this modern digital communication environment, this ocean of content that dealers are forced to swim in. We have customers that are obsessed with content, whether that is to buy something or to keep up with their friends and family or to potentially create and produce themselves to share with friends and family. Content, self-expression, customer experience, all of these things are so closely tied together that dealers have no choice but to learn and adapt if they want to win. However, as we know, Dale talks about in the book, Like I See It, that we did a whole content series about, he says 70% of dealers are resistant to change. Well, if that's the case, that means that at least 70% of dealers are already behind the eight ball on this. He said, you know, the top 10% of dealers are, are the front runners and, you know, they're plowing in and they're starting to create change and executing and doing well. The next 20% are watching what the first 10% are doing. They know something needs to change, but they're not sure what to do about it yet. And then we have the 70% of dealers who say things are going well for me. I don't need to change. They It hasn't hit their market or the necessity to change hasn't become so unavoidable that they've been willing to do it. So today we're going to talk a little bit about content and branding, frankly, a brand is something so much greater than, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm a Ford dealer, I'm a VW dealer, or I'm a Porsche dealer. I'm not talking about your manufacturer brand. I'm talking about your dealership brand, your group brand. And a lot of times in, in social media and in modern day advertising and influencing, we hear the term personal brand, right? We also hear the term social media influencer. So those two things 
um, are tied together more closely than you think. So let's start with personal brand, not your manufacturer. The way I see it is that your dealership, whether it's your dealer or your dealer group, that is your personal brand. I want you to accept it as your personal brand. I think dealers need to really embrace this fact that their organization is seen and treated like a person when it comes to the sales process, when it comes to relationships. And a brand is not your values. A brand is not your mission and vision statement that everybody works so hard on and nobody knows, right? There's a lot of work to do to make those simpler so that everyone on your sales floor, every customer service, every person in, in the BDC, everybody understands what your brand is. Everyone understands what your mission and vision is quickly, easily, simply. But I'll, I'll say it simply this way. We'll start the conversation and say, your brand is what people feel, right? We're not talking about metrics. We're not talking about analytics. We're not talking about numbers or manufacturers. We're talking about feelings. Your brand is what people feel when they hear your name. It's what they feel when they see an advertisement, when they think about your store, when they take a step into your store. It is the feeling. Everyone always uses low-hanging fruit, right? How do you feel when I say the word Apple? How do you feel when I say the word Amazon? Right? Automatically, it conjures up these initial thoughts. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say Apple? You're thinking sleek. You're thinking their retail stores in the mall and how tight everything looks. You're thinking about the way they sell or honestly the way they don't sell, the way they present. You're thinking about the advertisements for iTunes when you have you know the, the pop culture, the bright colors in the back with the, the white silhouette of the people dancing. You think of all these things immediately. You think of a relatable brand. And what I'm saying is every brand that you like, you enjoy, you connect with, there's an associated feeling with that brand. And when we talk about personal brand, it's the same thing. If there's somebody you follow, whether it's Gary Vaynerchuk or Grant Cardone or someone who is an authority in an area that you enjoy or is just an area of personal interest like fitness or health, all of these individuals that you follow have a personal brand. And that brand is what you think about or feel when you see that person, hear that person, know that they just released some new content, released a new book, they're a nice guy, they're a piece of crap, you know, all these things can come into it. In high school, everyone had a personal brand. If you think back through high school, everybody had a personal brand. It was, you know, before we called it a personal brand. But nevertheless, they had them. There was the jock. There was the pretty girl. There was the nerdy kid, right? And all these people, there's the nice guy. There was the bully. They all had a brand. And when they were around, you felt a certain way about them, about yourself. And you reacted accordingly to that. You felt better about yourself. You felt worse about yourself. I'm telling you right now, your dealership brand is the same exact thing, and I hope that dealers start approaching it in the same exact way. And the tricky thing about branding in this dealership world is that there is a whole lot of legacy baggage coming along with us. There just is. It's an old industry. We've done things a very, very different way as dealers, as the automotive industry for a long time. I think it's one of the best times ever because for the first time in history, dealers control the information flow like never before. They control the PR like never before. You don't have to filter it through a major publication. You don't have to wait for someone to give a press release. You get to define, produce, and control the outflow of your brand every single day. And it's not an easy thing. So if you're feeling like, I don't know where to start, good, because it's not an easy thing. Crafting and controlling a brand is a lot of work. It's a lot of planning. It's the long game in a world where there's so much focus on attribution 
and who actually is responsible for the sale and where that customer come from and how can we measure that? How can we tweak it? How can we make it a little better next month? There's a lot of that instant sales business going on. There are a lot of companies helping us do that and measure that. I was just at NADA and it like, you know, talk about overload. Everybody's doing that, it felt like. I know everybody isn't doing it, but a lot of people are doing it. And so there's a lot of focus and health on it. And what I'm saying today, the softer side, and I know like general managers and owners, like no one's talked about the softer side because you can't initially measure it. But I'm telling you right now, like Gary said in the first clip we heard, he said, if you're not executing in this environment, you are dead. And you might not be dead now, and you might next year say, hey, we're not dead yet, but it's coming. And the reason it's coming is because the dealers that pay attention to this are going to be the ones that connect with the customers. They're going to be the ones that are seen favorably by customers. And that more and more is going to influence the sales decision, influence the level of hassle the customer expects in buying the car, right? We've talked about that stat that Dale quoted in the book that 99% of customers expect a hassle. I'm just going to give you a little hint. That's a really crappy brand across the board. If all of your customers expect a hassle when they come in your door. And let me give you another hint that the second there's an option where they don't expect a hassle, guess which door they're walking through. The good news is, if you pay attention to it, that can be your door. The good news is, you have control over this new thing, but you gotta pay attention to it. So again, going back a little bit, personal brand. Your brand is what people feel when they hear your dealership name or see one of your people or see your uniform. It's what they feel. So now we have to start talking about what are we communicating and how does that make the customer feel? So we have to deploy a lot of empathy and we have to understand who the customer is. And we all know there's not one type of customer. Maybe you have a primary, but look, there's old folks, there's young folks, there's married, there's single. There's all types of reasons people buy a car. There's need buyers, there are want buyers, people that care most about the community and what the dealership does in the community, people that care most about price. So we have to speak to all of these people as one brand. Now, granted, to go back to the Apple example, Apple is not the same thing to everyone. For some people, it represents a cool factor. I just want to be associated with the brand because they're creative. I'm creative. The end. For some people, it's a performance issue. I want all my stuff to work together without thinking about it. For some people, it's, um, believe it or not, it's a price issue. You know, and I know Apple gear tends to be more expensive out of the box, but for instance, a, an Apple laptop that you buy is going to be good for far longer than, you know, a, a PC laptop that isn't scaled like the Apple one is. It just works for a long period of time. So if you value an Apple laptop like you do a, a used car, it's like a Toyota Camry. It like holds its value. It's a really nice Toyota Camry, but it's going to hold its value for long. So actually your cost per year is lower. So Apple in that case represents a good investment. So your brand is communicating. Your brand has to communicate to a lot of people, and one big group is the millennials. We talked about that a lot as well. We have this millennial buying demographic where the brand matters way more than it did Gen X. Way more. And that's going to continue. That's not going to go away. The people they feel connected with are going to be the ones that do the best job branding. Again, it's the long game. You're not going to invest in your brand and then see a return the next month. You, you will see some return the next month. But the impact and the force multiplier that it is on all of your sales efforts, on all of your community service efforts, it's a force multiplier. It's like putting a little exponent at the end of the number. So that's kind of the, the bit we're talking about today on brand. We talked about personal brand and what that means. We talked a little bit about defining your brand. It's a lot of work. 
it's very hard to get there yourself. In our creative agency, Congruent, we find it's the hardest thing to do is to create things for ourselves, to create our own website, to create uh, video content for ourselves, to come up with a social media strategy for ourselves. For some reason, it's just hard to do it. And that's because you know yourself, you know, in a, in a different way than you know everybody else. So there are all these preconceived notions you have that you don't even realize you have them. They're just built in and you think that's the way everyone else sees it too. That's false. You're most likely to be delusional within your own walls. So here we are in the middle of Lucky Episode 13. And uh, I actually want to touch on what Dale Pollock said. So we're going back to the second clip. I mean, here we are, you know, good 20 years into the internet phase, and I'm still taken back by the percentage of marketing budgets that dealers continue to spend in, in conventional media. He's just astounded at the split between what dealers are spending on traditional media versus digital media, or new media, or whatever you want to call it. And if you look at your budget and you look at the budget of those around you, I think that you can at least observe the same thing, that there is a disproportionate split in where we're spending the money versus where we know our customers are spending their time. And I think that that also is important to the branding conversation. You're advertising and marketing on traditional channels and for the you know $3,500 to $6,000 a billboard is going to cost you. Do you even really understand what that gets you in branding or social media execution? And I'm not talking about getting clicks to the VDP. I'm talking about building your brand awareness. I'm talking about getting through to the customers that you want to buy. Is it plugged in with a long-term strategy for building the brand? So I think when Dale is kind of surprised at the split between digital and traditional, yeah, a lot of that is it's just the way we've done it or we're seeing some results from it, so we're gonna keep doing it. And then in the typical fashion, Dale's always talking about efficiencies, like what result are you actually getting for that seven grand? Do you even know what that would equate to running a savvy you know, social media campaign or an Instagram influencer campaign? Do you even understand what that dollar buys you elsewhere? Do you even understand what effective deploying of your brand does with that 7,000? So I think that is another great takeaway that everyone can at least contemplate and that's really my hope for this episode is that not that we give any answers, but that we ask the right questions and get our minds thinking along the lines of those clips that we heard at the beginning of this episode. And I'm going to play them one more time as we close so that you know things are different. You need to behave differently. You're not immune. And if we don't adapt and change, we'll lose. So here are those clips again. One more time. Parting comments. Until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Paul J. Daly. This is the Dealers Compressed Podcast. If you're not educated and executing in the new digital world, you're basically irrelevant. Guys like us can be like, you're dead, you're dead. And then you can be like, oh, it's 2019, I'm not dead yet. Until you're dead in 2022. And that doesn't feel any better. I mean, here we are, you know, a good 20 years into the internet phase. And I'm still taken back by the percentage of marketing budgets that dealers continue to spend in, in conventional media. So some of these are newer opportunities, some are old existing opportunities, but the point is making money today is a game of inches. Finding there's a lot of dealerships, whether it's your dealership's digital marketing that you're uploading this stuff to YouTube or you're uploading this to social media, you're uploading the content, whether you're the dealership or your individual salesperson or the internet director or digital marketing manager, you're not optimizing the content. You need to do something.
The option of just leaving it there doesn't make sense to me. You can't sell something to nobody. You need an audience. If you start making content and showing your expertise and passion and kindness and quirkiness and other passions, you will become unstoppable. If you do not put in that work, you will lose. So thanks again for listening to the Dealers Compressed podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast or leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Also, go to dealerscompressed.com where we have a ton of resources. We've actually created an entire video series around Dale Pollock's book, Like I See It, and use it as a resource to train your team to get up to speed on what's going on with millennial buyers and employee, employee culture and manufacturer incentive programs and a whole list of other things. Pass it up to the owner of the group. If you're the owner of the group, pass it down to your management team so you can be aligned and on the same page. We have an email list. Please subscribe to it on the website. We release fresh content every Tuesday and we'll send it right to your inbox. Also, my name is Paul J. Daly. I would love it if you followed along with my journey. I do a lot in automotive and the creative worlds. You can go to pauljdaily.com. That's P-A-U-L-J-D-A-L-Y, pauljdaily.com, where you can follow along on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. And we can just walk the journey together and hopefully inspire one another and get better together. So again, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week.